Unnecessary Roughness, brought to you by Southfield Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. With 11-year NFL veteran, Big Ten Offensive Lineman of the Year, and captain of the national championship Michigan Wolverines, John Jansen. And 10-year NFL veteran, two-time Pro Bowl offensive tackle, and Super Bowl champion with the Green Bay Packers, T.J. Lang. Now, here's John Jansen and T.J. Lang. Well, we welcome T.J. Lang back to the podcast um, uh, to no fault of his own. He was ready to put one out last week. I had to cancel. Then our schedules didn't line up, but uh, excited to have you back, T.J. And we were going to get to on today's podcast is I want to hear what your win-loss final record is because you nailed it last year. You were at nine wins and at one and six, I was at eight. So you were a little bit more optimistic than me. And at one and six, I was kind of like, well, at least I'll be closer if we're going prices right. Uh, and then you nailed it with the nine wins. Uh, this year, we're going to get yours in just a few moments. Uh, we're also going to talk about um, a couple of lists that have come out. And we know that the Detroit Lions are a very young team. And there are two different lists of the best in the NFL, the top 25 under the age of 25. And there's going to be a couple of contenders here for the Detroit Lions. One guy that I think should be on either of these lists, he was omitted. A couple of guys that both of you and I, when we saw their name, were like, what the hell is this? So we'll talk about that uh, in, a, in just a little bit, as well as OTAs for the Detroit Lions are starting up this week. They start up on Tuesday. So we'll get a chance to uh, you know hear a little bit of the rumblings and things coming out. We'll see some clips, and hopefully we'll get a chance to go down there and watch practice just a little bit to just to get the feel of what's going on. So, um, just to remind yourself how much you don't miss. Um, I, you know what? I didn't mind. I mean, come on. Like right <laughs> OTAs now, OTAs are, OTAs are lame as hell right now. They got what? 10 of them in the off season. Yeah. But you know, for OTAs for everybody else is pretty chill, you know, half speed, helmets, right. maybe shells. Oh, lineman. There's no such thing as half speed. It was always full speed. It was right. It's one-on-one like, pass, bro. Up. There's no difference between being helmets or full pads. I, you're gonna get beat up. We yeah, know how that feels. I agree, but you, you still you played after I was retired, and and when I first got out was when they started going with some of these new off season rules. Oh, when I played, yeah, and you, oh, yeah, yeah, there. yeah, you, you, you got the uh, the easy off season schedule, <laughs> um, and it's even easier now. I mean, there's no two days. There's no. Any, I'm not gonna go down that road. Anyway, did you um, walk? Uh, is that when you walk to practice uphill both ways? Uh, yeah, carrying my shoulder Ten pads miles. and somebody else's. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, but I do want to get your um your win loss record for because uh, the last time you were on, we talked about the schedule coming out, and we talked to some pros and cons. We mm-hmm. like the bye weeks. We like we like a lot of things about this this uh this schedule, especially the fact that there's only one cold weather game, which plays well for the Lions. It plays well for Jared Goff, the most important aspect of this team. But obviously, we know that they start off with the Kansas City Chiefs. So when you look at the 17 games, how many wins, how many losses do the Lions come away with? Well, I'll go through this kind of game by game. But right now, off the top of my head, I would say I got to be careful. Oh, boy. Oh, come on. I would say I would put him at 11. 11 wins? 11 wins. Okay, so and we I flopped think, this year. I went 12. Okay, I was close to going 12, but 
John, I think my biggest pause, and we talked, we hit this on a, a little bit a couple weeks ago, the first half of the season, right? That's where this team really the last two years, first year, first eight games, 0 and 8. Last year, first eight games, 2 and 6. Y'all know how they finished, but yeah, that's kind of been the Achilles heel of this team a little bit. Um, and that's something to me. Hey, if you can get out of the first eight weeks with uh, five and three record, four and four at worst, I'd say, okay, we're cooking, right? We're probably right where we're supposed to be. You're probably going to be on pace for that uh, 11 wins. And if you get hot, maybe hit that 12-13 mark, right? Um, so I would say anything less than 11 for me would probably be a little bit disappointing. Uh, but they're going to have to start the season off a whole lot better than they did last year. Yeah. And I'll give, you know, 2021, whatever. We all knew what kind of year that was going to yeah. be. But last year especially, there were high expectations. First half of the season, the team – uh, came out a little bit flat. That first week in Kansas City, if I had to guess right now, I would say loss. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a close game, though. I think with, uh, with with the way this team is just poised to take that next step, uh, they should be able to go against a team like Kansas City and at least make it a ball game, right? Not get blown out like we saw yeah. maybe a couple years ago. I think they're going to compete in that game. Uh, and that might actually be you know, the best time to play Patrick Mahomes, right? He's not going to play a lot in preseason. He's not going to probably play a lot in, in training camp. Uh, sometimes when you see those teams that have veteran players, it always takes them a couple weeks to rev up into the season before they're in full game shape Yeah, because they don't play a lot in those three preseason games now uh, that it is. He's so never think, lost an opener. Right, right. He never lost an opener, but I think with – Try to spin this into a positive. I have I know winning it's going to be game. a hell of a. I know that's gonna, that's that's the difference between our two. Our, I have them winning this game. And you know what? If they win that game, I would say all right. Anything less than maybe twelve or thirteen would be disappointing. Yeah. If you can start the season off uh, with a win on the road against the defending Super Bowl champions, yeah, that could catapult your entire season, right? Uh, but for me, it's like it's still. I, I still you need to. Need to see you need it before see you believe it. it. You need to see it, right? Uh, I get and it. Um, obviously, we don't. There's going to be a ton of changes still until September 7th when that game kicks off. But I'm just going to say, I, I think it's going to be a close game. I'm going to lean on the side of caution here and say the Chiefs are going to be able to pull that one out. Okay. As long as it's a close game, though, I don't want to sound like a loser here. Yeah. We all want to win. We all want to see this team take that next step to becoming relevant and yeah. becoming, be deserving of that. Uh, you know, title of should be in the playoffs, should be uh, division winners. Um, if they lose that game, it's not going to ruin my thought, I think, around that team unless they get blown out. But that's why I say I think it's going to be a close game. I think they're going to battle. But look, well, you even said Patrick Mahomes has never lost a yep. home opener. That's a tough place to play. That's a tough group to go against, right? But if you can go in there and just, you know, a one-two punch, punch back, you know, just a, a, a brute, a, just a tough style of football, yeah. you know. I think that'll be uh, that'll be at least encouraging to see uh, battling it out with a team that's obviously probably going to be Super Bowl uh, favorites again. Yeah, and and I'm going to give you a little out, and I'm going to give our our listeners a little bit of a, a peek into the future. That opening week, we're going to put out a podcast, obviously leading up to that game, and hopefully we'll be able to do. I don't know what your travel. If you're going to be uh, guys are going to be back. Um, on Friday for us to be able to do a follow-up. Actually, we might not be. Stoney and I might be in Vegas uh, for that game, oh. uh, doing it, doing the uh, the show from the doing D. Debaucherous activities. Uh, yes, but 
leading up to it, because, and you mentioned it, like there's so much that can happen. There's still free agents that can be signed for both teams. There's injuries that can happen. Before we both, you know, leave, you going to Kansas City with the team, me going to Vegas uh, to do the show, we'll do another win-loss because we'll have a better idea of what this team is actually going to be. Is Jared Goff healthy? Is Jameer Gibbs healthy? Is this offensive line healthy? You know, is is Vitae back? Is he not? Like, there's a ton of questions. I'm not going to get into all of them yeah. right now. But, you know, we're going to do this again because there is so much time leading up to that game. Because if for some reason Patrick Mahomes steps on the field, or in the practice field, somebody falls on his leg or he, you know, hits yeah. a helmet with his yeah. hand. If he's Second not the starting quarterback, change. Chad Henney is not there. Like, who knows what can happen? Right. So this is as of obviously mid-May. Yes. This is still the way too early prediction stage. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to spend that much time on every single game, but Seattle, I think Seattle takes a bit of a step back this year. Geno Smith last year was uh obviously a great story, comeback player of the year, which I don't really know what he came back from. Well, yeah, uh, he didn't go anywhere. Bad for his first couple of years, but uh, I think he takes. I think he takes a little bit of a step back, and uh, I think that's a winnable game. You get mm -hmm. them at home again, which is great. Anytime you get a West Coast team coming out to play a one o'clock game, you know that's ten a.m. there. You always got a chance to jump on them a little bit. We saw that yeah. last year. A couple mistakes in that game uh, swayed Cost it a bit, them. but I think I think they're going to win that. I think they're going to win against Atlanta. Another home game following week. Atlanta, you know. Fun team, you know, probably did a little bit better last year than uh, a lot of people thought. Uh, obviously, who's going to be their quarterback, right? Is it going to be Desmond Ritter? Obviously, mm -hmm. we know that uh, they've got a good rushing attack, and they added to that with B. John Robinson. Uh, but that's an area where this uh, this defense uh, got better at this offseason by bringing in some players that can uh, help shut those power teams down. So I think that's going to be uh, another win at home. Green Bay? At Green Bay, Thursday night game, I'm going to tell you right now, I think people are sleeping a little bit too much on the Packers. On Jordan Love? Probably because of Jordan Love, just because we don't have enough information to calculate yeah. how he is going to be as a full-time starter. Uh, he's looked really good at times. He's looked like a guy that is going to make a couple mistakes, and we all know that's the difference in a lot of these NFL games. I think he's going to be better than what people think. Uh, I think that defense is going to be better. And be healthy uh, by think, being better. I think they're going to be healthier, and I think they're going to be better. Uh, and they added a lot of pieces to that defense as well. There was a good defense last year. Um, we obviously saw that both times the Lions played. Lions scored 15 points, and then the season, what, what 20 points? Yeah. You know, that's always a black and blue type of game. I'm going to put this one down as a loss. You're such only, a Packer. No, You're such I'm a not. Packer. I'm not. I'm just trying to be honest with you Come here. On. Thursday Thursday night game, week four, not not as much rest period. You should be still relatively healthy, but yeah. this is just this just kind of works into my theory is I think, and I don't think that I don't think the Packers are going to win this division. I think it's still going to be the Lions, but I think they're going to challenge teams a lot more than what we're all thinking right now. I think the Packers are going to be better. They might be that a sneaky kind of nine, maybe ten win team. I don't disagree. Something like we saw last I year with, with, with Seattle, outcome, right? Yeah. Some last year we saw with Jacksonville, right? They could be one of those teams that pops up and says, "Hey, don't forget about us," right? So I th I'm just going to put that one down as a temporary loss right now temporary until things loss. until things change. <laughs> just because it's on the road, it's a Thursday night, right? There's yeah. a lot of uh, variables that play into that. So four weeks in, you got them going two and two and two. Yep, Carolina coming back at home should be a win. 
right? We all, we all saw that team last year. Uh, that was the one off game they had in the last 10 games, which yep. most teams you're going to have at least one A or two week. throughout that type of stretch. Uh, but I think rookie quarterback Bryce Young, I think he's going to be a good player. But just very young team, obviously new coach. Uh, this is a game that the Detroit Lions, if they take that next step to becoming relevant, that's a game they shouldn't have any issue with. Tampa Bay, I'm going to put that one down as a win too, right? Uh, that, that's that's a, a bit of a different team. Uh, obviously, no more Tom Brady. Um, who knows who their quarterback's going to be? I mean, Baker Mayfield with Kyle Trask, Baker Mayfield. Who knows? A lot of question marks around that team. They're kind of they're kind of in that weird spot where, you know, they they didn't make the playoffs last year, right? Or, I'm sorry, they did. They yeah. won their division with what seven wins. Yeah. Uh, but they tried to they tried to bring the like their players back for one more run, and I think they're going to regret that. I think. The one thing that concerns me, though, always, John, I think that's going to be a closer game than we might think because well, – Well, if the Lions are a good team, they're going to have to win some of those yeah, close games you, on the road. You should. And the one impact I always had as a player, and I'm sure you probably had the same thing, when you're coming up north, when you're going down south, that heat hits you different, right? That heat is yeah, going to wear gonna you. October. It's it's October. Yeah, I mean, it's October. It's probably still going to be – you're going to be going from 40 to possibly 80, yeah. right? I mean, that's a big difference. That does wear on you a little bit. And we've seen a lot of teams, man, when you have to go down south, it's kind of a sluggish type of game. If you can just pull out a win, go down there, South Florida, get or North like Tampa, mid Florida, go out there and get a win. Um, you know, you'll be right on track. Baltimore, I think, is gonna be a tough game. Baltimore's gonna be a tough game. Um, Baltimore's just always played uh, you know, a tough physical, gritty style of football. Really Obviously, I think I think Lamar Jackson is going to be uh probably re-energized. Um, he's going to have a huge chip on his shoulder, I would imagine, trying to prove to people that that contract, you know, is, is deserved. Um, so that's a loss? I'm going I'm to say a loss. I'm going right. to say Baltimore is going to be a tough game. Uh, Monday night, look, that's got to be a win, right? First Monday night game uh, we've had in Ford Field here in, what, over five years. Uh, that place is going to be packed. It's going to be rowdy. You get the Raiders coming in who – I don't know. Man. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't really scare anybody. You know, T Devontae Adams, there's already rumors about him, uh, you know, not really being on board with what's going on out there. They always, they're, they're, they're that, they're kind of in that spot already in May where it's like a little bit of discomfort over there. Yeah. So uh, that should be a game, prime time, Monday night football. I'm going to chart, I'm going to chart that down as a win. Week nine, we obviously know the bye. Week 10 at the Chargers. West, West Coast trips suck. I, I <laughs> agree. I had this one as a loss. Oh, Even though you're man. coming off a bye week, coming you've got extra of, time. I would say the best time to go to the West Coast is after a bye. Uh, so I think you do have a little bit of uh, positive uh, momentum in your favor. Um, can I put that one as a tie right now? Can I change it you later? <laughs> You know what? Hey, this is the point of the season this where this is way too early. Just make a decision, man. Yep. All right. I'm, I'm, you're right. I'm thinking too much of this. Uh, I'm going to put that down as a win. Okay. All right. I just the Chargers always find a way to shoot themselves in the foot a little bit, and I think uh, week ten, that's the point of last year where the lines really started to get hot. Uh, I think we're going to probably see something similar there. Week eleven, Chicago. They're still kind of in rebuild mode, figuring it out. I think that's going to be a win okay. uh, at home. Green Bay, I think you get a win against them. Thanksgiving, uh, you split the season series with them. 
a couple Thursday games. Well, I don't know if last time that's happened, you played two division opponents on Thursdays. That's going to be a win, though. Uh, At the Saints, that's got to be a win, I would think, right? How many am I up to? I got to start slowing down on the wins a little bit. All right. You just keep calling them and I'll write them down. Yeah. Okay. We got a couple tough ones coming up here. Okay. Saints, I'm going to say a win only because. I, what's their what's their situation going to be like down there? You know, yep. I mean, who's their quarterback? Am I drawing a blank here? Uh, Saints it's, quarterback is it like. Then they they just signed somebody. Like Jameis Winston was like a couple well, years he ago. Was but down, he was down. Yeah. Um, Why am I drawing a blank on that? Hold on, I'll tell you here. In a second. I'm lost. Give me a second. Yeah. Uh, so move on to the next one. Yeah. Okay. Saints quarterback. Whatever. If we can't remember his name, Derek Carr. Yeah, okay. All right. So that should be a win. Derek Carr's gonna Kirby Joseph's gonna Derek Carr's gonna be the new Aaron Rodgers for Kirby Joseph. Oh, he wow. might get two or three. All right, him. so we got the win. All right, now let's go uh at the Bears. The cold weather game. At the Bears, the I'm gonna one. consider that a win. I do. This is a this is you're talking you're supposed to be top of the division. That's a game you take care of on the road. Okay. Could be don't care how it looks, doesn't have to win by thirty, go win by three, four. A win is a win. Denver on the road. Denver, I'm going to Denver say. Denver would be home. Denver is at home. Yeah, you're right. Denver is at home. Oh, thank goodness. Don't have to fly out to that altitude. Denver at home. TBD. We don't know that. It could be a Saturday game, I could, guess. Yeah. That's when they start yeah. to flex uh, late in the season. Denver, I'm going to say, I'm going to say loss, Denver. I'm going to say. Sean Payton gets one over on Dan Campbell. The Sean first Payton, yeah, I'm going to say Sean Payton's going to uh, get one over on the uh uh, on the student, so to say, um, he's going to have a little bit of a plan. Obviously, we know Aaron Glenn, Dan Campbell, Sean Payton. Yep. They're going to have a lot of emotion uh, surrounding that game. I think, I think, I think Russell Wilson also takes a, a step back into playing better football this year than than what we saw his first year in Denver. So I'm going to chart that one down as as a loss, unfortunately, at Minnesota. Why are you looking at me like that? Because <laughs> I just want to know if you think they're going to go to Minnesota. I mean, this is a team that won a whole lot of close games last yeah. year. They are they won eight older one, on defense. They they won eight one score games last year. Right. The year before they lost. Detroit eight should have games. won up there last year. This is now going into what week fourteen. So last year's results. Never really pay a part into this year anyway, but do you think they go up there and get a win? It's a, it's a simple question, yes or no. I think they do because okay. Minnesota, I think, is going to take a step back. Um, we all know they got lucky last year. Yeah. So Well, <laughs> they got lucky, but also, I mean, hey, Good that's teams. the one call that Dan games, right? But yeah, yeah, Dan says that one haunts them. Yeah, but they were also probably the least scary 13-win team NFL's ever seen. All right. So uh, we got two left. We're at Dallas yeah, and Dallas, then home against Minnesota. Dallas, I'm going to say loss. Uh, right. Saturday night game. Uh, it's going to be, I think Dallas is, they're going to challenge Philly this year. I think they're going to get better. Um, gosh, they were already 13 yeah. wins last year. There are some people that are year. predicting them to have the best record in the NFC yeah. and and have home field advantage. Well, it all depends on Dak Prescott, right? I mean, when it comes guy, down to. He looks phenomenal, but he also turns the ball over more than any other quarterback in the NFL over the last three yeah. years. So it all comes down to how he plays. But I think that's going to be a tough one. I think that's going to be a loss. Heading into Minnesota at home to close the season. Yeah, try to think how many wins I got. Already. <laughs> I think it might ever be at eleven. 
can I say, am I at 11, John? You are at 11 wins. All right, can I, I knew you were going to come I, down to this one. I, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Can you I, can say 12. Can I say we're going to have the division locked up and we rest all of our starters and chart that down as well? You know what? Hey, that's fine. <laughs> if you want to go that route, 11, that's not fine. Not with 11 wins. 11 wins, you're still going to be vying for a, a playoff field, All right, I guess I talked myself into 12. I knew I guess I talked out. myself into 12. I, I think that, uh, obviously, if this team is where we think they're going to be, um, that should be a game where maybe the division's on the line between those this two teams. This is the plight of the former player. Lines are going to finally come through. The plight of the former, former player is, and you kind of did the same thing, where like you're picking games that, you think there's a chance to lose, but then you talk yourself into winning games. You you talk yourself into finding or putting together game plans, even if it's, you know, 30, 60 seconds, whatever it is. You're like, well, Dak Prescott, right? You know, him, he, he likes to you know throw interceptions. You could talk yourself into a way to, to, to beat Dallas. And it's the same thing with, like, Denver, right? Denver's coming here. We don't know what Russell Wilson's going to be, but I was the same as you as – Hey, it's Sean Payton. It's the teacher versus Dan Campbell, the student. What's that dynamic going to be like? It is game plan versus game plan, but it's also going to be in forward field. And I've, I've, I put that down as a loss, but I've also found ways where this should never lose to Denver. Yeah. Well, for us, Wilson it continues his, his downward, downward spiral. Yeah. I mean, that could, uh, that could easily change. So you had him at 12, but you also said, I had them beating which, which Kansas could, City yeah. and losing to Seattle because okay. this, and, and we talk about the the lessons learned by a young team. You drop a game early last year against Minnesota in Minnesota, and all of these guys get to the end of the season. Hey, nine and eight, we didn't make the playoffs. Which are the ones we should have had back? Oh, you go back to week three, we should have won that game. It would have put us in the playoffs. Those young players now start to realize the impact of every single week. You can't have a down week. You can't have out of 17 games, you've got to bring, and you're not always going to have your A game, right. but you can't lose games that you that you have won. You can't give them away. So those lessons are learned, but now you, you move on to other lessons that have to be learned. You get a big win in Kansas City. You got 10 days to think about it. You got 10 days where everybody, not only did the NFL, well, yeah, not only did the NFL say, hey, you know what? We think you're exciting enough to play the defending Super Bowl champs. You go out there and win. Now, all of a sudden, everybody, I guarantee you that after that happens, people will be talking, if they go to Kansas City and win, that the Detroit Lions are contenders, legitimate contenders for the Super Bowl. And if you win in Arrowhead, hey, all of that talk is legit. But what effect does that have on a young team? Do they come back and are they thinking, hey, we're pretty damn good? Maybe they don't have to work quite as hard. And some of that will be Dan Campbell. How does it refocus them? But you and I both know, no matter how much a coach tries to refocus you, unless players buy into it and they don't, and it's human human, uh, you know, uh, nature to get complacent and think that you're a little better than you are, I think they come back after winning in Kansas City and lose to Seattle. So you think they lay a stinker? I think they lay a stinker. And it's part of the problem, too, is I look at the – the rushing game. And it's not, I think Gino does take a step back. I think he outkicked his coverage last year. And I think that this year it's not going to be so much on Gino Smith, but you know, they've got Jackson Smith and Jigba. They've got, you know, Metcalf, they've got Lockett. They've got a number of receivers that he can throw the ball to, but they also have Kenneth Walker, the third, they've got Zach Charbonnet sharing the load in the backfield. 
And this is where I'm concerned that the Lions didn't do enough to shore up their run defense. Well, let me ask you a question then. I don't want to sidetrack the program here, but it's okay. We can get what, to everything what, later. What in the would week. be better for this team then to start the season? A win against Kansas City, and maybe you're full of yourselves a little bit going into week two and down week. Maybe that follows into week three, or maybe going out week one. And you know what? Playing Kansas City, losing a tough game, they kick a field goal as time expires. That pisses you off. That lets you know, hey, we're close, but we're not there yet. Yeah. Right. What do you think would be better for this team heading into week two, three, four, five? Well, winning that big game and then having a downfall or having a little bit of a disappointment and maybe catapulting you into the next couple weeks? If I have to pick between the two games, God, that's a, uh, uh, you know, because what worries me is, is a better you, way to die. What worries me is you think they're going to have a great win to start the season and then show some of those. The young, young tendon young traits. Oh man, now we're, well, that would kind of worry me a little bit. To so say, the better okay, maybe win, this team is not ready yet, right? I know it's only going to be week two and week one, right? That's not going to determine the rest of their season. The better win to get is against more. Seattle because it's an NFC game. It's your home opener. There's that's the better win to get. It means more if you have to pick one of the teams to lose to. If you could pick, hey, we're going to go out to, to Kansas City, we're going to outplay them, but we're going to lose, then come back and get refocused and beat Seattle, you'd rather have an NFC win. You'd rather have a win at home. You'd rather be able to respond after a tough loss and then go through the rest of your schedule because nobody's going to mark the, the the Lions down. If they lose a, a nail-biter in Kansas City, nobody's going to sit there and say, oh, well, you know, Lions pff, thought they were, but they're not. Right. Like, that is – for those that are into moral victories, that's going to be a moral victory for some fans. But you've got to be able to win at home. You've got to be able to win conference games. And if it gets down to a tiebreaker at the end for who hosts, now we're getting way ahead of ourselves. We're talking about Kansas City, winning in Kansas City and losing to Seattle or, or losing and winning. But if it comes down to, okay, who hosts a second playoff game? Like those tiebreakers do matter in regards to not the division, because we know the division is is going to be more, you know, uh, what what happens in Green Bay, Minnesota, and Chicago. Yeah. But it it plays more of a factor into those tiebreakers at the end of the season. Yeah. That Seattle you. game. And I think, look, you mentioned the whole kind of um, moral victory. Obviously, no, nobody enjoys those, right? But you can always take positives out of it, right? Even last year against Buffalo. Um Felt like it was a game they should have won, right? Felt like they had a chance there at the end yeah. uh, to hit a big play, to kind of walk off that game. We all know how that ended. But even though there was disappointment that you lost that game, you still got to see yourself toe-to-toe -to -toe with one of the powerhouses and down to the last second, right? So I think there wasn't a pos there wasn't a great feeling coming out like, oh, man, at least we played them tough. But there are some positives that you could say like, damn, we now we like we really are close, right? We just got to close that little small gap, right? The gap's not big anymore; it's small. And I think if you go to Kansas City and you play tough in that first game, and it happens to be the same outcome, field goal as time expires, you know what? We're all probably going to be pissed because yeah. we're going to point at one or two plays that will cost them that game. But in the big picture of things, you step you step back and you say, you know what? They're close. All right, no, the the hype is real. All right, we're close. All right, we just got, and obviously that's week one. So they're going to have 16 more opportunities to show um, that they are a different team, that they are deserving of this whole offseason 
uh, you know, uh, positivity surrounding them. So I'm going to push our top 25 under the age of 25 to our next episode, because I have a question I want to ask you as well as uh, any uh, talk about OTAs, because they haven't happened yet. We're going to talk about that next time. So uh, make sure you like subscribe and tune into necessary roughness uh, on a regular basis. So you don't miss anything, but I do want to ask you this question. When we talk about whether it's 10 wins, 11 wins, 12 wins, and we just mentioned, we talked a little bit about Sean Payton, Dan Campbell, and that head-to-head matchup in Ford Field against Denver. What do you want to see from Dan Campbell this year? How much growth do you need to see from him? And how much of his decisions do you think will be different? Because now he's playing with a team that does have some talent. Right. It was gambling Dan the first couple of years. And, and, you know, two years ago, you mentioned it when it went out to LA and you played the Rams in their Super Bowl season. Hey, it was, it was a couple of onside kicks. It was yeah, a little razzle dazzle. The Rams even touched the ball. Right. It but it, but it's right. a lot of trickery <laughs> simply because you knew you're you out man. You had yeah. to do that. Yeah. And we've seen other times he talks about the decision up in Minnesota is one of the, the, the great regrets that it keeps him up at night and different things that he has done going forward on fourth down, whether he's gotten it or not, kicking field goals, deciding when to do that or not, losing to Baltimore a couple of years ago at the very end of the game on a record-setting kick. Mm-hmm. Like how many of those decisions that we've seen him make over the first two years are different this year, and do you think he has learned enough as a head coach going into his third year that he's not going to cost the Lions the difference between 12 wins and 11 wins or 11 wins and 10 wins, which yeah. will, which will affect playoff seating? Yeah, I think with him, honestly, the way that they finished the season, you now we just need to see consistency, right? Uh, the first half of last year and really in 2021, there were probably two, three, maybe four games where you're just sitting there going, what are we doing? Like that yeah. decision probably costs the team. Now, like you said, when you feel like your team is inferior uh, and you need to spark some magic somewhere and you need some trick plays and you need a couple fourth down conversions, uh, we don't. I don't mind that, right? Because it's like you don't just go out there and lay down, man. You throw every single punch you got. Uh, and we saw that. Two years ago, we saw it in the first half of last season. Now, when he started to finally trust his team to go out there and make the plays, I think we saw a more tame version of Dan Campbell. I'm not going to say conservative version because he there still were times where he was like, you know what, we're going for this. Let's go. I trust my team. And a lot of, lot of those decisions were right. Um, but he didn't cost – he wasn't the reason – you know, that they lost the Buffalo game. He wasn't the reason that they lost the Carolina game, right? So I just want to see moving forward with him is consistency, right? Don't change. And now I know players, hey, when you're reading your press clippings and everybody's talking about you and everybody's talking about, you know, the Cinderella team and who's going to take the biggest step. I mean, you're always up there, right? You just got the opening game against Kansas City. I mean, everybody's hyping you up. That can go to your head as a player. It can also go to your head as coaches, right? So I think for Dan Campbell, the one thing is, man, don't remember what where you were just two years ago, right? Or don't, I'm sorry, don't forget where you were two years ago, right? You've come a long way, but there's still a long way to go, right? And and for him, as long as complacency doesn't set in, we say it with the players all the time, as long as complacency doesn't set in and you don't get overhyped and your head doesn't get too big, yeah, like you're going to be fine. Same things goes with the coaches. And with Dan Campbell, he showed us enough of the second half of last season 
to say, you know what? He's not a joke anymore, right? He's not, he's not the guy everybody's looking at saying, oh my, this guy's lost. Like, what is he doing? He doesn't even know what he's doing. He, he, got, he got rid of that title. Now it's just got to be consistent. Well, as I mentioned, uh, there's a lot to be excited about for the upcoming season. That was TJ's take on, we talked him into uh, from 11 and 6 to 12 and 5, which is where I was at. We got there in different paths. So it'll be fun to see what happens between now and the start of the season. And like I mentioned, we will revisit this. Uh, before in, in during week one, uh, before we play off or before we kick off the season in Kansas City, because there's going to be a lot that happens between now and then. Next week, we are going to talk about a couple of lists because the Lions are so young; they are very talented. Where does the top players that the Detroit Lions have? They're under the age of 25. Rank amongst the other young stars of the NFL. That'll come up on next week's podcast or next episode's uh, podcast, as well as an update on what we learn from the Lions OTAs, which will start off on Tuesday. So again, make sure you like, subscribe. You want to make sure you have everything right here uh, on wherever you get your downloads, wherever you get your podcasts. You want to make sure you're ready to listen to both TJ and I on Necessary Roughness.